0: Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina, and we are so glad you are listening today. We're going to talk to Todd and Jeannie, part two. We, if you haven't, if you're, if you clicked on this, please go back and listen to part one of their story. Um, today, we're going to start by telling the rest of the story and talk about what steps they took toward healing. And so that, yeah. Jeannie, you shared something earlier before we started recording. Let's start there. I think that'd be great. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I think we thought
1: this was going to be like, okay, we're going to take care of the physical, emotional, and spiritual um, health of Todd. And we're going to do all those things, mm-hmm. and we'll be better, and we'll move on, and we'll just kind of check that Wait, off our that list. Wait, that didn't happen. No, it did not. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually was at church, and I don't. I think somebody was preaching that one Sunday, and they talked about being addicted to certainty, and mm. that slammed me in the yeah. face. And I thought, that's me. I'm addicted to like this certainty that it's all going to be okay. Wow. That we are going to get through this at the timeline that I think it's going to come at. And, and it's going to look like this on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was holding on to what I thought, or how I thought this should all go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in God's funny way, he began giving me my word for 2022. And I knew it early on and I just kept asking for a different word. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I don't, I don't want that one. Pick another please. Mm-hmm. And the word was surrender. Wow. And so I just, I I knew that it was about to get hard mm-hmm. and, and I really wanted it to be packaged real pretty and mm-hmm. that I could have control over it, but that's not what surrender is. Yeah. It's literally letting go and just giving everything over to him. And so I think in some of our hardest, hardest days, um, I would be really, really frustrated and just think, why are we not out of this? Mm. We have already done this. We did all the things we were supposed to do. And here we are again, Mm -hmm. round two, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be here again. Like this is not, this, it wasn't fun the first time. So I certainly don't want to do it twice. Um, but the Lord was so faithful and so good and kind in that season. I mean, it was probably some of my sweetest times with the Lord because I was so desperate for Him. Mm-hmm. I was so desperate for Him to act and do something in Todd and mm-hmm. really even in both of us because mm-hmm. it wasn't just Todd in this. Yeah. We were in this together. Like mm-hmm. we were, I was fighting for Him, but we were fighting together for our family and our future and our dreams and our goals and the things that we wanted, we didn't want to stay here. Yeah. So um, the Lord was so good. And I pretty much lived in Psalm 37 mm-hmm. for about a year. Like okay. I just, I would try to get out of it. I would try to read something else and the Lord just continued to bring me back to it. And the verse that what he was consistently giving me, even, you know, on the days that I was like, okay, I'm ready to be out of <laughs> this. It was Psalm 37, 7. It says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to Mm. act. Be still and wait. And those are two of the words that I have the hardest time with. You know, it just, I don't sit still Mm -hmm. and I don't wait very patiently. Mm. And so to have to do that day in and day out was Mm -hmm. really, really challenging. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I also see what he was doing in that. He was working out something so sweet and gentle, Mm -hmm. um, the only the way that he can and he needed me to just sit and wait on Mm -hmm. him I wasn't anything I was going to be able to do I mean he would give me words and encouragement but it wasn't going to come from me Mm -hmm. it was literally going to come from him and he was going to do a miraculous thing Mm -hmm. so I'll let you kind of
2: could we we interject can you back up for a moment and just give a snippet of the story so the last podcast episode Mm -hmm. tells the story but just give a snippet of what that was what you were dealing with yeah, I think it really, looking
3: back, it went back to identity and significance. And I spent my whole life um, basing that on, on hard work and other people's uh, approval or their or my perceived approval of, of them. Mm-hmm. So I worked really hard to champion other people, care for other people, uh, but didn't care for me at the same level of care that I provided for other people. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't really gotten to the end of myself thought end of a career, end of an identity, all those things, um, because I was doing things from a, you know, wrong position, wrong mindset, and, mm-hmm. and it just it, it wrecked me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But did it once six seven years ago? Yeah, the first then, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we thought we kind of had dealt with that, and mm-hmm. you know, but we realized we just kind of pulled the top yeah. weed off, mm-hmm. and then
3: didn't get to the rudders. a year ago. Yeah.
1: Kind of began again, and realized in that season that there was something much deeper Some that we deeper, needed right. to like. Yeah, yeah. Pull meaning
2: out. you you had collapsed physically, yeah, mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. in a bad place.
3: Yeah, and I would say at my very worst, if you sc- scored it from one to hundred, I think um, a real kind, generous score would be a four. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah, mm. and I think I got from a four to maybe a, a twenty eight. Also being very generous, Jeannie's mm. shaking her head and she's going, "How about sixteen? <laughs> maybe, mm. maybe seven. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was it was it was a process. I really thought it's like taking an antibiotic. You take amoxicillin, and
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, four to seven days, you're going to be better. Yeah. Well, it took me forty years to get to this point. Yeah. Or thirty-five years anyway. I was forty-six when when my when my wheels fell off, mm-hmm. and so that whole be still and and no, those aren't my best attributes either. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a lot of regulators put on me, even some of these things, these new rhythms or things I've been doing. Mm -hmm. uh, We had gotten kind of a a word picture about really good at rowing the boat. And my my hands were white knuckled on the oars.
4: Mm. And
3: really feel like in my life, God's been saying, I want you to lay down the oars Mm. and watch me raise the sails,
4: Mm. which
3: means I'm not steering, I'm not (laughs) in control. Mm-hmm. He is directing the, the ship. He's also charting the course and and, and his pace, not my own. Mm-hmm. And so I've been running in overdrive my entire life. And mm-hmm. there's other there's other gears in that transmission, mm-hmm. but all I knew was overdrive.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's jump to 2022. Mm-hmm. And what were the steps that led you to now? And we're not saying that now is all perfect, mm-hmm. bows tied yeah. on it. I mean, we all live in reality. Yeah. <laughs> right. But from 2022 to now, what were the steps? What were things that you did? And Jeannie, you didn't say I did this, but what I heard you say is, "God kept me in Psalm." Like you, you stayed connected to His Word. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's that's not a flippant thing. Mm-hmm. If we believe that God's Word is active and alive mm-hmm. and sharper than any two-edged sword, yeah. you just testified that that constant connection to His Word was mm-hmm. life giving and needed yeah yeah
2: well let's clarify you said 2022 this because the podcast this is currently february 2023 so it's only been a short time guys yeah Yeah. right
1: yeah and i would say uh,
0: it was about this time last year that everything
1: kind of started to crumble again okay Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so walk us through and it's it's not linear (laughs) yes but walk us kind of through there to now
3: I think for me, what I realized more than anything was just how blessed I am to, to have a, a, a wife and best friend and a partner that saw the, saw the best in me and, and believed more in me uh, than I even believed in myself. Because mm-hmm. I was still, still pretty fragile, just felt a lot of defeat, mm-hmm. uh, insecurity. From I'd put so much stock in this identity and, and this work that I'd done, and we'd left the boys' ranch in a U-Haul, but it might as well have been an ambulance with the lights flashing hot. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of shame in that. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of those things, those weeds that Jeannie had talked about last time about almost looking like a neurological chart and those just metastasized all over Mm -hmm. my body, metastasized Mm -hmm. all over Mm -hmm. my body. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And so I think I was at a point that I I, I felt the nose of the plane going back down again Mm -hmm. and realized that I was doing these things. I mean, I had a, a great doctor,
4: Mm-hmm. Had a
3: great uh, Christian psychiatrist, psychologist, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, who had become a a mentor and almost like an executive coach to me,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but knew knew the whole whole story and all the players, and mm-hmm. so he had a really good set of insight. I had an amazing inner circle.
4: Mm-hmm. In
3: fact, part of my time um, when I went out to Arizona, he said one of the reasons that you didn't, you weren't even in any worse shape, is because you had a circle. Of people uh, that have supported you, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing that kept me from even going, you know, falling mm-hmm. even further.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but I spent my whole time in in prayer.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I spent a lot of time in prayer and worship, and there's a lot of great prayers in the Bible, the Lord's Prayer, you know, all these prayers. But mine was three words, and it was God help me. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up in the morning. I would read scripture and pray, and uh, hear worship in my car and I had to I had to reprogram my mind mm-hmm. um, another two I thought of was Dr. Caroline Leaf yeah and uh, talking about rewiring your brain from mm-hmm. all, you know, detoxing your brain yeah. yeah I had so many tapes um, going on in my head and it mm-hmm. talks about carving a a channel through your brain on your neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And it was like the Chisholm Trail on the wagon wheels. I mean, Mm -hmm. those root those ruts were Mm -hmm. were down deep. Mm -hmm. And so I was really having to renew my mind. And so I'd wake up in the morning and start reciting Philippians four, six through Mm eight. talk about be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. which is no thing, Mm -hmm. but to thank God for what I have, tell him what I need, and then to focus on the things that are true, honorable, right, and pure.
4: Mm -hmm. So
3: many things I had spent my time believing or given my ear to, or watering were things that were a lie. And mm-hmm. what you water grows. Yeah. So I had to quit watering those things. I had to water what was true, what's honorable, what's right. And I have people that spoke truth to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me having to recite it, I mean, very methodically.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And eventually I started believing it. I mean, one of the things gina told me is, this is not always going to be like this. Mm. And I'm thinking in a real loving way, you're so full of crap. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> always going to be like this. Yeah. I'm always going to be sitting. I'm always going to be rocking in the chair in the, yeah. in the mm-hmm. fetal position emotionally.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, But but prayer, um, solid counseling, um, inner circle of friends and family. But then the last one on my list, I'm, I'm more put more att- more attention to and being more dedicated now is just diet and exercise mm. and having to trade up to something better.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, instead of Genie's chocolate chip cookies, I got to <laughs> trade up to fruit
4: uh-huh.
3: or uh, something better. You know, I can have one cookie, but I don't need to have a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that I got whole... i a quick
0: question. Yeah, Did you always feel like waking up and doing this?
3: I never
2: <laughs> I, I, I still haven't felt like waking up and doing it. That was my, I mean, yeah, my question no. too. What's it like to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. for both of you some days?
3: It's brutal <laughs> for me. Okay. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. I have to start talking to myself and then that alarm goes off. I'm, I'm only one day in this week, but I got up when my alarm went off yesterday or today. So mm-hmm. I'm a hero for, for one day, but I'd like to, you asked me that, you know, six months from now and, and it, that's my pattern and that's my rhythm. I do it every day. So I don't have any consistency in that, but it's, it is a, it's a battlefield in my mind okay, every morning. explain this. People listen, you say it's brutal. Yeah. Describe what that's like. Um, I don't have any energy. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm as tired when I wake up as I went to bed. The things of the day mm-hmm. just seem overwhelming.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: the finances, um, the economy, the cost of goods. Am I meeting expectations in our partners and investors and people that I work with. Is there dread? Dread, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so I have to get up just starting off renewing my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the books I've read is John um, Elridge and in It's Inner Resilient,
4: mm-hmm. and the
3: one minute pause that, that Appy has, I do those things in the morning at night. I mean, the pause and then Lectio 365, mm-hmm. doing a morning and evening thing, I go to those. I can go to those or I can go to Fox News or Twitter mm-hmm. and just amp myself up on anxiety and, yeah. and anger or I can trade up and I can do those things. I can go through a U version devotion or go old school and just open up my Bible and read mm-hmm. and not be interrupted by a text or an alert or a notification. But that was one thing with Jeannie. She grabbed my phone when I first crashed. She goes, I deleted about 25 apps and about 100 notifications off your phone. So it gave me anxiety. Yeah, I was like,
1: why do you need to know what's happening halfway across the world that doesn't mm-hmm. affect you Why are you right worried
3: now? about a hurricane alert in Fiji <laughs> when you live in Oklahoma? <laughs> but,
0: well, I want to yeah. camp out here because I think it's so beautiful that we all have choices. Yeah. So you could choose just to be stagnant. Yeah. You could choose Fox or you can choose to renew your mind. Yeah. But what I love is it's not. Easy. We're not saying it's easy. You're saying, but you're still making the choice, and I think that's the misconception in the Christian life: is Oh, I'm just going to pray, and it's making the choice when it's hard. Yeah, that's that's just key, and that's where the battle's
3: won is is making that choice. Eventually, you'll see the fruit of that, but it.
2: It's a long time before harvest, but you've got to be diligent. Have you started a day since you went through the counseling where you allowed your mind to, to stay in a, a dark place and it it controlled your day and it was oh, wasted? Yeah. Um,
3: you can look up. I think the gaps are getting, the, the, the span is getting shorter and shorter
4: okay? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, because you taste something different mm-hmm. and you see the benefit of trading up.
4: And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow,
3: I don't have to do that. I don't mm-hmm. have to go wallow back in that thought. Mm-hmm. And... Start living my life instead of past present. I start Mm -hmm. living at present future. Mm. And so God said, His mercies are new every morning. Yeah. Why don't I start there? Why don't I water that (laughs) thought? Yeah. Psalm. I mean, the other scripture I've mentioned Philippians four six through eight, but twenty third psalms is the other one that I've read. And it's the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path.
4: Mm.
3: And so I would get up in the shower, and I would recite that. I would Mm -hmm. start driving, and am I gonna listen to worship, or a podcast, or i am gonna get on sports radio? Mm
4: -hmm. It's like, you
3: know what, I have a choice every day, and that first good step leads to another good step, Mm -hmm. and another one. And we're almost seven years in. April 6th will be my, what I call my V-Day, my Victory Day. Mm -hmm. And part of this, we really believe that the seven-year struggle that uh, April is going to be my year of jubilee, mm-hmm. and some things that were stolen from me or I gave away mm-hmm. these last these last forty years, mm-hmm. uh, God's going to restore.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: it, it's dependent on me having a understanding my identity and being confident in my identity, and then changing my mindset.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And do I want to go back to the old patterns, or do I want to trade up and mm-hmm. live the new life that I've I've been called to live all along?
0: I sent a text to a girl today who we're working in a certain area of her life and I heard hope in her voice Mm. and she said, I'm not saying everything's perfect, but we made a first step, A person she's in a relationship with. And I was like, girl, every step is a step and every step counts. And so what happens when you miss a step, you you fall back to a past. Do you stay there? I don't,
3: stay there, I don't stay there near as long, and I realize that God's mercy is new mm. morning. And so I get to start with today as a, as a clean slate mm-hmm. and operate from a wise mind. Mm-hmm. I love that song from Zelt, the elders that
4: mm-hmm. he's
3: given us a wise sound,
4: mind, sound mind for yeah. the
3: spirit of fear.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
3: starting out from a position uh, of a wise mind.
0: I'm thinking of the person who's listening going, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of hard work. It is, yeah. but what's burning. the alternative?
4: Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Well, I can, I can share the alternative. Yeah. and it was a and you long. Did. It was yeah. a, the dark when the,
2: they talk about the the dark night, night of, of the, the soul. soul. Yeah. yeah, one of the things we illustration we've used with mentoring is that if you're going to walk the journey with someone, it, it can be fun and exciting in the beginning. Yeah. But it, if you stick with someone long enough, there's an old movie from the sixties called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you're yeah. going to deal with with people. Sure. Yeah, and all of us will deal with some of that. I'd like to jump over to Jeannie for a minute and ask you so you've walked this journey with him as his wife mm-hmm. have you had those mornings where you he's getting up out of bed and you want him to you want to say how are you doing this morning and you want him to say I'm doing really well
1: and and he didn't most mornings okay
2: so <laughs> yeah. what happens in your brain and I mean is it is it exhausting some days is oh. it irritating is it yes. you want to give up all those things you want it's, to hit him I mean uh-huh. yeah Go, there's because no, yeah. yeah, yeah, Christina yeah, yeah. when no. she went through major anxiety years ago. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't understand it at the time. I would ask her, how are you doing today? And, and my brain has going, please say I'm good mm-hmm. or I'm fine. Yeah. And even though she would say good or fine, I was so immature in it. I didn't know how to handle it. She'd say, I'm fine. And I knew she wasn't. And I'd say, oh wait, well, good. And I'd go my way.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So would yeah. you talk about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the first round we did, I, I probably did that more You know, I was like, Oh good, because I have four kids that I need to go deal with. So I'm glad you're fine. And then, you know, realizing he wasn't fine.
3: And then she had five kids. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And every five wasn't doing her well. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this round, um, I keep calling it rounds. I Mm -hmm. hope this we don't have a third round, but Mm -hmm. um, I think this time I had a little more um grace, I guess, for the process because I had seen how long it we had taken to get to where we were Mm -hmm. before it kind of hit again. And I knew, I I knew without a shadow of a doubt that we were not staying here. Like the Lord was so good and reminding me of that. And I think, you know, he talked about dreading getting up. I couldn't wait.
4: Mm. I could not (laughs) wait to get
1: up because I I had seen the faithfulness of God Mm -hmm. to meet me Mm. in the morning. Mm. And he always gave me something that I could cling to that mm. day, you know, cause I didn't know who was going to come down the hall yeah, or who I was going to have to drag out of bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I got to the point where I couldn't wait to get up and I would get up sometimes four 30, 5 in the morning because I, I couldn't sleep because I was carrying a lot of his stuff, mm-hmm. but I knew what was waiting for me mm-hmm. and it was some time with Jesus mm. and he always gave me something. Mm-hmm. Um, So I would, hold on to that and I would hopefully try to like share that with Todd or just it even just give gave me kind of that, you know, boost mm-hmm. to be like, you can do this. You're not by yourself. And yeah. I think that's what I felt like is that I was not alone mm-hmm. in this. And mm-hmm. even though we were surrounded by so many people, I mean, so many people told me I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but like I knew without a doubt that mm-hmm. I wasn't alone in this. And so Whatever was going to face us that day, I felt like I had, the Lord was just so kind mm-hmm. in that season to just give me what I needed. But yes, he would come down the hall and I, you know, I'd have this really great time with the Lord. And I wanted to share with him what I had learned or what I felt like the Lord was saying. And he'd be like, I can't breathe. My skin mm-hmm. is crawling. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to punch you. Why? <laughs> and I wasn't even really mad at him mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Yeah. I just was so angry at the, I don't know, probably the wounds that had been inflicted and just the people around that, you know, weren't sensitive to what was going on. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I just, I, I carried a lot of anger towards other people, not necessarily towards him. I carried a lot of anger probably the first time around with Todd, just mm-hmm. going, why good. are I you was, doing this? I like, was so numb, I didn't feel it anyway. Get so. over it. <laughs> yeah. I think I was, yeah. you know, yeah. I was an immature, like, just get over it. Like, mm-hmm. just... You know, yeah, read your Bible a little more and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Which is very helpful advice, by the yeah, way. right. <laughs> but,
2: but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when she, what, you were excited, one, to talk to your husband about something oh, God has yeah. shown you. But I bet it hurt your brain to even hear some of that, didn't it? To go, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't even hear that.
3: Yeah. And what it finally took was I realized that there are people that are for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And she's doing this out of uh, just sheer love and wanting my highest possible good. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last eight months, it's not even been a year yet, but mm-hmm. in the last eight months, realizing that people are for me,
4: mm-hmm.
3: that God is for me.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I start waking up with hope
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I can anticipate my day instead of um, uh, dread my day.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I've had, um, I've, I'm starting to have, if I, if I did a, um, a log of anticipation. There, there's probably more anticipating mm-hmm. days than than dread. I would say in the last few months. I don't know. Is that is that accurate? Yep, I would say okay. so. she's yeah. got a meter. She's got a button over here yeah. <laughs> that she may have the BS button Beep! that goes. Eh. That's not accurate. No, I would, um, I would agree. Yeah, and I think just I think what's giving me hope is just the sheer fact of seeing people that are that are. uh that are for
2: you
4: mm-hmm. and for
2: your success. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were in a dark pit. Yeah. Jeannie, were you ever in the dark pit at the same time that he was?
1: Um,
2: not the not, extreme, maybe. Not the
1: extreme, but I think we took turns.
2: Yeah, in the pit. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: not not to the degree that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it, like he said early, I think he said in the first podcast, like tr- what I could we he and I could have gone through the exact same trauma, and I would have not taking it the way that he did. Right. I think it was just, you know, the way that we were, you know, built or, yeah. you know, our, our history or whatever it is, more of you the know.
4: guardian yeah I type just, personality. I, and... I,
1: I don't necessarily, I don't go to catastrophic thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he ha- goes to catastrophic thinking and I look at him like he has two heads. I'm like, mm-hmm. how'd you get there? Yeah. You know, I I don't think the way that he does. Mm-hmm. And so, which I'm grateful for, cause I feel like we'd both be in the pit if we mm-hmm. did that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, there was some anxiety of like, we can't stay here. We're, we're, and I think I was like, we're, we're not staying here. I'm not, I'm not doing this. You know, I think I kind of was more the cheerleader and we're, we're going to figure this out. Were and
2: you ever afraid for your marriage? No, no, no,
1: never. And
3: that's one thing that I've never and mm-hmm. been really blessed from the very beginning is that's, it's just not on the table. It's, mm-hmm. it's never been an option and. Mm-mm. I thought I might have two black eyes and I wake up in the morning. <laughs> that's okay though. That's okay. And but, that's honest. but um but no, that's just never that's never And I think
1: I'm super grateful that that wasn't a piece of the puzzle we had to figure out. Yeah. yeah. I'm I just, it just you know, there was a there was plenty for us to work through. Yeah. And that wasn't one of the but things. But
2: doesn't it need any compassion for other couples no. No. who don't no. have what you have so, to be able to absolutely. the tools to, yeah. to absolutely. walk through it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I don't wanna miss like the things that you did. Yeah. clinging to scripture, renewing your mind. Yeah. Were there any other steps, Todd, for you specifically that were beneficial? And then I, I have to throw this in that it was your experience, but this is a beautiful story of marriage. And mm-hmm. if you didn't listen to part one, go back and listen to part one about Jeannie, what you said about the stages of fighting. And in this stage, he's doing, he has to do the renewing mm-hmm. and the trading up and all the things. And you're still fighting for him. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But Todd, refresh. What, what what were some things that were methodical practices for you to help you get to this point?
3: If you just look at my alarm on my phone, yeah, it, it's get up at six. I have coffee. I get in the Word and I pray.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now I've added a thing in there. It's called working out. I don't know if you ever heard of that or not. <laughs> that <you laughs> Occasionally. but do that about 20 minutes. You have to do 20 minutes. I don't have to go and... and Go start CrossFit. Just mm-hmm. go do 20 <laughs> minutes. Are you an extremist?
2: You would think. me yes. I mean, <laughs> Is he an extremist? It, it's very, it's okay. very
3: situational. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very extreme on coffee and cookies. Uh, <laughs> I love hiking 14ers, but I'm eating like I'm training for an ultra, but I'm not mm-hmm. running a bit. Yeah. So I've got a seven-year taper that I'm working on right now. and mm. resting. But, you know, then get up. I, I mean, even specific as, okay, at 8 o'clock I take a shower. Mm -hmm. 8.30, I take Murph to school. I've got something I do at 9, at 10 o'clock. I have a, from. learned this from John Elder, it's just a one-minute pause. Mm -hmm. He talks about benevolent detachment. Mm -hmm. And so it's got to give everyone and everything to you today.
4: Mm -hmm. So in
3: the past, about 10 and about 2, I was wound pretty tight. Mm
4: -hmm. So I have
3: a, just my phone vibrates at 10 and at 2. Okay, God, I give you this phone call. I give you this meeting. I give you this person. I give you my finances or this account where we just lost or, um, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, then you you wouldn't think I would have a problem, but noon Todd, you got to go eat lunch. You Mm. can't just run on, on coffee all day. And Uh I did, I I wouldn't eat. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't figure out why I was so anxious because I've just had (laughs) two pots of coffee that day.
4: Yeah.
3: But then I would get to, um, five o'clock and I would examine my day. What went well, and I'm doing this as I'm driving home.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: What went well, what could I have done better? what, what needs to roll in tomorrow and have that conversation and find a place on the road that after I've done that, I don't answer my phone. May I listen to some worship music and I just enjoy the drive home and decompress Mm -hmm. until I pull up into the driveway and really Mm -hmm. try to leave my bag in the hallway or, um, in the car and and then be present. Mm -hmm. And we've all got a digital addiction. And so I'm also working on, um, on that too. Mm -hmm. Things that I trade up on. Mm -hmm. I
4: was
3: talking to guys last night. I got to take Twitter off my phone. Mm-hmm. I need to trade up to a podcast or some music or get a physical book
4: mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and
3: read that. And I have a screen blaring in your face at night. And then at night as I go to sleep, I do to 365
4: mm-hmm.
3: or another pause with John Eldridge. And then I go to bed.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: so all my time for that day is accounted for. And there's positive triggers throughout my day that guards my mind, that keeps me, keeps me, in, in in the groove, and so it's mm-hmm. new patterns and, and new rhythms, mm-hmm. and I'm on the front end of that. It's, you know, it's it's eight eight months of that.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: the one I've got full disclosure, I've got to I've got to work on the on the diet and the exercise.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I love running, I love working out, I love hiking 14 years, but you'd never know it
4: mm-hmm. in the
3: last seven years because you've not seen me out on the road running
4: mm-hmm.
3: or making good food choices.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I was eating my. I think the biggest thing and the shocker for me is I was eating my emotions.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And if one cookie's good, then 12 have got to be better.
4: Right.
3: Um, and um, that was, you know, that was the shocker for me. It was like, okay, where is the, op- I guess I'm just learning, I'm learning my tendencies and my patterns. That when mm-hmm. I do this, I go to catastrophic thinking, this happens. So the whole renewing of your mind and mm-hmm. put it in scripture and even me writing down what my tendencies are. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was, it was hard to write some of them down. Oh, yeah. wow. Those are all, I'm starting out of the gate in just a negative mindset when Mm -hmm. my alarm goes off. And so what if I put on the full armor of God Mm -hmm. and declare these things over me who God says I am instead of what I think I am.
0: You referred to this has been an eight-month process. Is it easier now than it was? Yeah.
3: It's hopeful. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, there's hope. There's
3: hope. It's still still a battle. It's not second nature. So it's Mm -hmm. it's still learned behavior.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, when you were talking about your tendencies and your patterns, I don't think we did that the first time. We just were like, let's just get over this. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and we did a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. I think we learned a lot. We got a lot of tools for our tool belt, Mm -hmm. um, not realizing we were going to have to pull them out again. Yeah. But this time, I think we're starting to realize how we got back here. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I think, the place that we are now Mm -hmm. is like we're unpacking, oh, these tendencies, these patterns, these behaviors is what got Todd back to the place that he, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't really wanna be. Mm -hmm. And so I think realizing those and like, you know, giving them the, you know, the space that they need to Mm -hmm. say, oh, this is what I do Mm -hmm. when I start feeling this way and to kind of cut those off before they start or become a pattern or behavior, I think has been what has been different this time as opposed to the the first time it happened.
0: Right, yeah. and we talked about trauma, and I think it's important to in, insert here that we all have levels of trauma, yeah. and they're, they're not coming up with new research about cumulative trauma, yeah. mm-hmm. and how maybe little, little trauma's trauma, but uh, when it's cumulative, then if we don't deal with it, we'll have those Hello Kitty moments, yeah. and so we've not camped out on cumulative traumas, what we've talked about is how that affected you. And so I want the listener to go, wow, evaluate for yourself. Part one and part two has been how trauma affects us. Whether it was a big, huge trauma, and Chris, we've talked a little bit about ours, or whether it was cumulative trauma. Trauma is trauma and it affects us more than just a memory. It's, It's physical, it's emotional, it's mental. And there's a lot of things to do to unwire and rewire what has been hardwired in us. And I've
2: seen in a family member who since has passed on, she never dealt with any of the mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it, toward the end of her life, it crashed in on her. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm wanting people to, what you've talked about, don't let it overwhelming overwhelm, overwhelm yeah. you if you're yeah. going, Oh my gosh, I have trauma. Am I going to have to set alarms every two hours? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. Is it worth it?
3: absolutely
1: is it worth it oh absolutely and i i think i would say that is like because of what we walked through we are stronger together the things that the lord taught us in this season both of us how we watched people come around us and like came out of the woodwork and i'm not exaggerating Mm -hmm. when i say that Mm -hmm. um i it was the fruit from all of that was worth it Mm. even though it was the most painful thing we've ever had to walk mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. it was some of our very darkest days mm-hmm. by far
4: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't know that i would say i would do it again that <laughs> may not be my wording yeah, yeah. but it was worth it mm-hmm. on this side just to see what god did mm-hmm. in it
3: well and just acknowledge it i mean one of the things i got the most benefit out of uh, when i went to arizona was um um, the lady that wrote this book dealing with her own trauma is called Mar- her name's Marilyn Murray and it's called the Trauma Egg. Mm. And I looked up and there was like four to six things that I had um, um, finally identified and, and dealt with. Mm. and then you've got external influences.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And one of the things that she shared that made a huge impact on me is that you know the nest that you're born in, uh, was the resting place for this, mm. where, where that egg sits, and you list all these things, you know, top down, mm-hmm. and if you don't deal with them, your trauma is the will be the nest for your kids,
4: mm.
3: that they will, I joke, spend 150 an hour every month to mm-hmm. to deal with, because you didn't deal with those things in a, in a healthy manner, mm-hmm. and so, one of the things I did when I came home with my older daughter is say. Hey, I I need to apologize over the last seven years that I haven't been as engaged with you Mm. as I wanted. And I feel like it may be Maddie, uh, Ellie, Avery, it may have robbed you of some of that time in your senior year and these big mile marker moments.
4: Mm.
3: And I want to, I want to apologize to you for that because Mm -hmm. this are the things that I was dealing with that you didn't cause, but it affected you. And every single one of them were just very gracious. And they said, oh, dad, Mm. we lived on a ranch. I saw you more than most kids ever get to see their parents because we did this together.
4: Mm. And we
3: walked through this together.
4: Mm -hmm. And I
3: don't feel like you were absent at all. Mm. And I I just would weep. I had to do this three times. Mm. And one day when Murph's older and Mm -hmm. it's appropriate, I'll have that conversation Mm. as it related to her.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: but Jeannie had said later, says, you don't have any idea the, how the value of your stock went up that yeah. you went and you were honest with your kids, mm-hmm. where you were at, how you have liked to have done things different and for them to see us as a family go through hard times. And what it did was it, it's made us stronger
4: mm-hmm.
3: in our marriage. It's made us stronger in our, in our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not anything that we can't talk about with our kids,
4: mm-hmm.
3: hard conversations, because we all know that we've got everyone's best interests involved mm-hmm. when we challenge you or, now we're not calling you out and trying to shame you. We, we want to call you up to operate at the level that God created you with the abilities that you have.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Would you say that
3: again? I don't know if I can. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good statement. We want to call you up. We want to call you up to live up to the potential that God has, God mm-hmm. has given you. Mm-hmm. And we see that potential in you, and we mm-hmm. see that you're valuable, and we see that you're worth it. And we're, we're going to fight for your highest possible good because we believe in you.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: I've seen that with Jeannie. I've seen it with my circle of friends. I've seen it with all these other people that, that I had listed to you, even you guys in our relationship with you and your friendship for us to sit and just be authentic and not mm-hmm. be scared to talk about uh, hard stuff
4: mm-hmm. and
3: know that you're not any less impressed with me by the, the tragedies but you're also not over impressed either with my successes yeah. and so we can just enjoy each other for who we are not what we do not what our salary is not what i put i mean some of the things that I got i took away from my the last eight months is that my identity is not based on my on my production
4: yeah.
3: it's not based on my vocation my security isn't based on my salary or my savings <laughs> it's based on who god says i am
4: Mm.
3: and uh, to believe that and know that and not just speak it. Mm-hmm. I lived so much of my life up in my head
4: mm-hmm. intellectually mm-hmm. instead of
3: going, okay, this is who God says I am. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that when I came back from Arizona and left a lot of my dirt in the desert mm-hmm. um, is that my, my takeaway coming home was that like God or St. Todd I want you to extend extend the same level of love and care for yourself that you do for other people. Mm. Wow.
4: Wow. Mm -hmm. I
3: don't don't even do it very well. I don't don't do it. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And so I'm I'm learning Mm -hmm. to see myself how God sees me, Mm -hmm. see myself how Jeannie sees me, and my my daughters and my inner circle sees me. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much time allowing other people to be my thermostat. Mm -hmm. And... I've put a lockbox on my thermostat because mm-hmm. I can't let someone else's lack of peace determine my level of peace.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I went from, I told you four on a, on a peace index, like if the sleep number.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I went from a four in 2016 to, I say 28, Jeannie says bull, <laughs> uh, you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, um, my buddy Jeremy, I told you about, developed a book and this tool called the Peace Index and your peace, you think about five circles around it. Your peace is determined by your purpose, your people, your physical health, your provision, and your place. Mm-hmm. And you rate each one of those one to a hundred. And you have to get really honest with yourself on how you are in each of those relationships.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then sum it and divide it by five. And I use that tool as looking back on 2022. And what are some of the things that God wanted me to work on in 2023? In mm-hmm. And I did that at the end of the year and I said Jeannie I'm at a I'm at an 80 and I kept waiting I kind of I kind of shrugged I'm waiting for her to uh, give me the stink eye
4: mm-hmm. she
3: was no, I'd, I'd say that's accurate no mm-hmm. and so to go from a four to an 80
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, in in seven years seven mm-hmm. years is next April I mean that's mm-hmm. the story I mean I've told you a lot of ugly mm-hmm. stuff in two podcasts but I mean I think that is what's given me hope there's no one that in each one of those circles, there's things that are controllable. There's things that I've got influence on in, and there's things that I have no control over.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And the things that I have no control over, I've got to hand those over to God. And my emotions were designed to be lights on the dashboard and they would be information, but they're not supposed to control me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my spirit is meant to control my emotions.
4: Mm-hmm. And for
3: so many years of my life, I let my emotions control me.
4: Mm-hmm. And it
3: was so backwards or I gave the thermostat, to someone else to control and that's my fault Mm
4: -hmm. I can't
3: blame that on circumstances or pandemic or Mm
4: -hmm. you know fell
3: in the blank Mm
4: -hmm.
3: end of the day I've got control of the thermostat and when I realize that I do have control over that that's empowering Mm -hmm. and you layer that over hope and peace Mm -hmm. and then you can your day is not brutal when the alarm goes up in the morning you do have some hope Mm because you can anticipate your day and understand that God's mercies are new every morning and then I love what our daughter Avery has said. You know, I don't want to trust God in the neutral mm. in that day. You know, where do I need to go to lunch? What jacket do I need to wear? Mm-hmm. Do, who are the people that I need to engage with today that aren't anywhere on my calendar for today? Who are the mm-hmm. people that I need to have a conversation with today?
4: Mm-hmm. And if I
3: ask him that, it's amazing how those things happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then I'm blown away because I'm holding on to my schedule and my identity and all those things really loosely Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and understanding that I can hold on to them loosely because I trust God before my trust was, was zero. Mm
4: -hmm. It was
3: all up to me, which is scary when you don't have any more energy Mm -hmm. and you you, you can't hold on to the rope.
0: Jeannie, I'll ask you this question Mm -hmm. as we wrap up to somebody who's listening and their spouse has a hello kitty moment. What do you do next?
1: Yeah. Um, well, get on your face. Mm. <laughs> That's what I would say to do the first the first thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Because really, you can't do anything.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think I finally realized, like, you know, I think the first time I was like, okay, I'm going to be the big cheerleader. And I'm going to, you know, take you to the doctor's appointments. And I'm going to get this test and call this person. And I was trying to almost take over what he was, his, his backpack. I was trying to put it on. Mm. Um, and I realized pretty quickly, I was like, I, I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I would say... the the most important thing I could say is you've got to get on your face and you've got to go to battle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I will say it's some of the, it was some of the sweetest times with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly I can say that, that I, my relationship with Jesus was just grew immensely in that season. Mm -hmm. But I would also say you've got to, then after you get off your face, mm-hmm. you've got to grab the people that you trust
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are going to be for your best. And, and you, you may have some people that you think are going to be really mm-hmm. helpful and they're not that yeah. helpful.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can't, I kind of said, um, I don't remember when, but along the way I was like, there is some casualties in this mm. war on peace. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, there were some people we had to say, oh, we actually can't spend time with you. Mm -hmm. We can't be with you or we can't, you know, bring you into this Mm -hmm. um, with us. We're not even having
3: the bandwidth or capacity to engage and just having to say no to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. no to a lot of people and opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, I would just say grab, you know, the people that are, that you really can trust that, you know, and, and really, and I think just being honest, I mean, I think, you know, Todd was saying he set his girls down and he set me down. I think that was the piece that it was like all um, all the masks were off. Mm-hmm. We're truly being honest. Like, I just don't – I think we kind of just – we tried to kind of make it look pretty mm-hmm. for a while. Like, oh, Todd's struggling. Yeah. You know, he's having a hard time. Yeah. Works
3: hard. Works, mm-hmm. you know,
1: he's got some stress at work. And I think we try to, like, put it in a pretty package that the world would think, oh, you know, oh, I can relate to that. Everybody's got some stress. I think when we finally started actually painting a true picture of what was actually going on, I mean, we couldn't really hide a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, when he's in the floor and we're in the emergency room, like that's, that's hard to hide. Yeah. I think when we finally started just calling it what it was Mm -hmm. and saying, this is what he's dealing with and Mm -hmm. this is why he's dealing with this. And this is how we're pursuing health for Todd in this way. Will you partner with us? Mm -hmm. I think we just, it became just very natural and it, I I always say your hardest seasons become part of your testimony. Yeah. And I realized that God was writing our testimony in Mm -hmm. that season. So now we're able on this, this very, um, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but this side, Uh new side of this, um, feel like we can, some, somebody out there listening Mm -hmm. might be able to relate to this. And they're like, somebody help me. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um,
2: I it's, think it's a yeah. miracle that you did I mean did you ever go to drugs or alcohol or suicidal thoughts No
3: I mean I was so I was so depressed and so anxious but that that wasn't one thing that crossed my mind I think my joke with some of the people I was in Arizona with and what we all had a drug of choice we all ended up in Arizona
4: mm-hmm.
3: mine was mine was hard work mine was being a workaholic and it was celebrated. It was championed, mm-hmm. but it was just as destructive. It was just as damaging, damaging to me as drugs, alcohol, sex, any other gambling, any other mm-hmm. addiction. Mm-hmm. We all went out there for different reasons, but we all
2: ended up in the desert. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it give you compassion yeah. for people yeah. struggling though? Yeah. And that they yeah. would choose an avenue yeah. because that's all they know. Yeah. I think for me, it almost have been almost easier if I'd been
3: um, had a say an alcohol addiction or a gambling addiction because, oh, yeah, then we can almost personify that. But mine was, you know, the American dream or, you know, our our Christian heritage and culture, it Mm -hmm. was just bootstrap it.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, My family background was dairy farmers and cattle ranchers and lived in middle, you know, in in the heartland in Oklahoma. And you just, you work hard enough and we'll we'll overcome it. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie.
0: Yeah.
3: I worked myself to death. But I got that was that was where the, the change started happening when I got to the end of myself.
0: I wanna ask you, Todd, as we're wrapping up, what do you do tomorrow?
3: <laughs> well, six AM I hit the snooze <laughs> twice. And then, <laughs> which is better than turning it off. Yeah. Get up mm-hmm. and have my cup of coffee and, and sit quietly and still before the Lord.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, then I'll do some things with Yote Coffee and then I've got new opportunities with Giant to take this and uh, invest in other men that are going through the same things and mm-hmm. give them tools and experience uh, for hope to, mm-hmm. to do it different. And hopefully if they're going through it, maybe it's a little shorter journey than my 40 years. But my, my tools have, are all nicked and they've been used. They're not new tools and it's not a guy who's ever been down this road. So mm-hmm. you want a guide who's been there before. Mm-hmm. You don't want a new guide who doesn't know know the the landscape? And so um,
2: that's that's what my tomorrow looks like. Oh well, Jeannie, what do you do tomorrow?
1: Um, I mean, pretty much the same thing I've done through this whole season. I mean, I get up and I spend time with the Lord and um, just. I, you know, and I, I'm still going to fight for Todd. Mm-hmm. He's not in a battle like he was before, but mm-hmm. I'm always going to be fighting for him. Like, mm-hmm. how can I help you not go back to yeah. that place? Yeah. You know, so is yeah. it, hey, we need to spend time together in the word, or we need to pray together, or we need to go on a walk together, mm-hmm. or we need a date night, or whatever that looks like, I'm going to continue to fight for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, just because... Again, I, we don't want to be back where we were yeah. and, I, and I, I I don't feel like we necessarily will and if we are, we have a lot of things that we can pull from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so tomorrow will look like a pretty normal day, I think I feel like.
3: but it's worth the fight mm. and fight for each other yeah and fight with each other for <laughs> yeah. for, for, mm. for health and for a legacy mm-hmm. that we can be proud of and our, right. our our kids and family and our, our circle of influence.
1: Yeah, I well, do want to share this one verse yeah, really yeah, quick yeah. that I just, just to kind of leave you with, it's from Psalm twenty seven fourteen, but it's from the Passion Translation. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is kind of the summary of the season for us. And it says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Hmm. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. Hmm. And I think he, he <coughs> didn't disappoint He didn't, even on the hardest days, he was still there and he Mm. was still working things out. It wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't something that could overnight Mm -hmm. be fixed. Um, We just had to be patient Mm -hmm. and he was going to work it all out. So, and he did.
0: Mm. So we want to thank you guys for sharing your story Mm -hmm. for, uh, again, go listen to part one. Mm -hmm. This obviously is part two. Todd, I love that this isn't just exclusively your story. You were the one who had symptoms of whatever, but together you you both have talked about this became your story, but now it's become your ministry Mm. and those things that have been so hard in all of us. And I think if you're listening, the thing that you're dealing with right now, God is so incredibly good and doesn't waste anything that can become the thing that we, is our strength that we minister from. Mm-hmm. So Chris, is there anything you want to say Just, as we This up? came to my
2: mind, this episode is not about marriage, but it is about marriage. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you cannot, and I say this for ourselves, when you're in, uh, giving your vows, and if you said uh, those vows, uh, for better, for worse, I could not even comprehend what the worst was that we had been through mm. at that moment. And you can't in life, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So we just want to bless you and honor yeah, you. you, and you we us. love you, and we appreciate your story. Um, it takes real courage just to sit in front of a mic and go blah, but you did it, and we we believe in your story and the healing that is just interwoven in in the whole story, Mm -hmm. and there's power in it. We really appreciate you guys listening. And I
2: think I will name this episode the good, the bad, and the ugly. uh, I like it. That's that's a pretty
0: accurate description. We're so grateful that you, um, yeah, you did the hard work to listen to part one and part two, and we know that you will be blessed for listening to Todd and Jeannie's story Uh, Share it with others. Um, It's a good story, and and there's a lot of power. So thank you guys for listening. We want to thank you, as always, for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe. And for all things related to podcasts, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org.
2: Hi, this is Chris Corral, producer of the Fahrenheit Real Life Mentoring Podcast. This podcast is produced through a partnership with the Confetti Corral Boutique and Michelle Corral Realtor. To find out more about these businesses who support our vision and ministry, go to ConfettiCorral.com
3: or find them on Facebook.